Welcome to Cancelled. Hey, everybody. That's Bob. I feel a great sense of relief uh, and accomplishment. That we made it through this? We have made it through the final three episodes. That's right. We're bringing you all three episodes today just to get this done. <laughs> uh, what's going on with you, man? What you been up to? Uh, just hanging out, doing some shows around town. Pretty laid back. Nothing really exciting. I did almost kill two homeless people. <laughs> It was I like your idea of nothing too exciting, <laughs> but involves almost murder. Yeah, well, uh, it took me it took me a little while to get over it, and now I'm, I'm like feeling better. Dude, I was just driving up the street in the middle of like uh, just after dusk, so it was dark. Yeah, and the lights hadn't come on yet, and I'm coming underneath airport under 35 on right. airport, yeah. and it's at gas station, and I just see a flicker of movement in the headlights of the person waiting to turn. Right. Uh, and right when I see the flicker movements, I realize there's someone in the goddamn road. These two guys just were on something and just wandered into. Jeez. And I, yeah, yeah, green yeah. light, I'm doing like 45. Right, right, right. So I hit the brake and realized there's a dude in front of me already. Yeah, yeah. With a yeah. suitcase. Jesus. And I, yeah, man. I, all, I had a moment. Just, it was the, like, it was one of those things where I honestly afterwards was on an adrenaline high for like the next four hours yeah 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 yeah, yeah. because i was convinced one of those two dudes was gonna die and <laughs> by some pure fucking luck i like pushed the nose of my car between the two of them right wow, wow, wow. and Jesus. they both walked away from it uh i had otherwise nothing <laughs> i saw <laughs> i saw a, a homeless lady and a crack dealer haggle from across the street, are you serious? That's Spoke awesome. By Beerland, by I didn't the know arch, you could haggle in that transaction. It, it was she was like, "Hey," she literally just went, "Hey, I need some crack," just like that. <laughs> like it was the, all two on the nose, and the guy, and the guy to his credit was like uh, a little bit of humor was like, "Hey." I need some money. Just like that. I was like, God damn, you're all right. And then they started yelling back and forth. And here's the problem with this. Like, it was hilarious. But there was two motherfucking uniformed APD officers. You're joking. Just standing right there? Leaning on a cop car, drinking Starbucks, just watching <laughs> crack customer service happen from across the street. I'm trying. I've been working on a bit about it. But, like, that's, oh that's my God. like, come on. That has to be. You think that, do you think they're going? They're just like if I was one of them, I'd be going. They're just fucking with us, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. They're trying to get us to stop them. And right, it's right, right. Be... Somebody, there's a there's a fucking GoPro here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's filming this. Uh, well, fucking, let's get into it. I guess. Yeah. Let's God do it, man. Damn it. Uh, episode eleven. I don't. What? All right. First, we'll, we'll start with this. What kind of act is that? So the episode opens with them at a at a at a nightclub watching Oh yeah, Mr. The, um, like Memory. The ama- Mr. Me- like the amazing <laughs> Mr. Memory or whatever his name is. I and honestly thought it was the- shitty stand up at first. At first that's what I assumed it was. Like it's a guy and he looks like like a lounge act yeah. guy like shiny bow tie suit or whatever. And he's like sweating on stage and he's like, "Hey, you know, if you don't know the answers, how am I supposed to impress you?" cuz he's like he says something about what country has the most rainfall or some shit like that uh and then it turns out like he his act is he just knows everything i guess oh uh, yeah it was a weird i don't even know who would pay to see that no who would not only would they pay to see it from what i gathered from the rest of the episode he's the house act like yeah, what he's just always there <laughs> maybe the, apparently the russian dude loves him that's, that's yeah. the part of this episode is there's a russian gangster involved i uh, yeah dude he's just an autodidact i guess and he just remembers everything right and, uh, and like, there's a, be... they make a point of like, because Jimmy had seen him once, and yeah. the guy's like, he's like, do you remember me? And he like remembers the show, and he's like, this I thought was one little decent touch. He's like, you had a bunch of blind guys with you. I was like, that's a nice <laughs> callback to the blind football right. thing in the beginning. Uh, God, but like, 
It was the like watching the- an even less entertaining Big Bang Theory, honestly. It was the start <laughs> of the show. Obviously, it didn't exist then, but... Right. Yeah, it's just him <clears> knowing... <throat> like, that's the whole act. It's him knowing things. So maybe and also, we're like, they, We're trying that's- to be impressed. Like, we're supposed to be impressed that he knows things, but, like, I can't get... I can't suspend disbelief enough to r- not realize, like... You don't know anything. You're just a guy that memorized a script. You know eight facts. Like, yeah. Right? Like, I, uh, yeah, in the, sh- in the show universe, if this dude really does have such an amazing memory, why is he not trying to get on Jeopardy or <laughs> yeah. something where that would pay off? That's right, so some money, for sure. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that nightclub pay- – like, he's literally changing <laughs> right. in the bathroom when yeah. they meet him because he doesn't even have a dressing room in his club. At one point, he said oh, – this is like – so it opens with this Russian gangster having a meeting, and then there's another guy wa- – like, the, the person he's having a meeting with is being watched by a third man from the bar. And uh, the guy goes and approach him, and it turns out that the man at the bar has been blackmailing this guy. And uh, the guy leads him into a bathroom where he's fake shot, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, like, it looks like right. he's been murdered. And it revealed later in the episode that, oh, he hasn't been murdered. It was faked because the guy he's blackmailing is an FBI agent or some fucking like inf- yeah. way contrived, over-convoluted horseshit of a mystery. Uh, and Skinner appears, so there's like a moment of I, excitement where I you're was like, hey. so happy yeah. <laughs> for an X-Files crossover and Skinner shows up. And uh, I actually really enjoy – well, we'll get to that in a minute. My, my point about the guy who's like – he clearly – Mr. Memory clearly doesn't have any money, doesn't pay anything. So this guy gets murdered in a bathroom. <laughs> his glasses fall off. And fucking they see Mr. Memory where like when they meet him, like, hey, I think like the, the, the lone gunman realized that he's like from looking at a picture that Mr. Memory is wearing the dead guy's glasses. And they're like, Where'd you get those glasses? And he's like, I found them behind the John. <laughs> um what the most depressing aspect of show business possible. <laughs> he's he's literally just found glasses behind the toilet. And then, like, but glasses are a prescription thing. It's not like they're sunglasses. Like, if they were sunglasses, you're like, oh, free sunglasses. I'll wash them off, I guess, I hope. But, like, you found prescription glasses, and you're like, oh, good enough. And this isn't a nice establishment either, because they walk in there going, ugh, what is that smell? No. So he just was like, oh, glasses. Yeah. Put them on his face. Like, just immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, God. So it turns out that, uh, so by, the way they get into it is buyers. Like, the guy who was the blackmailer was supposed to be Byer's roommate or something. In ex-roommate college. in college. Yeah. And uh, his sister. And his sister. Unquote. His sister turns – who's actually – who's played by uh, – I don't know the actress's name, but she was on The Shield. She was like the – Oh, yeah. I, the, I like her. She's yeah, not yeah. bad. She's good. No, she's the best fucking thing in this episode. And yeah. that's, like, obviously not saying much. But – I did think that they did the like it was such a contri- so I'm just going to reveal this now the sister actually turns out to be a uh, transgender. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's she a, was actually Byer's original roommate. roommate. His, her name, uh, his name at the time was Carl. Now she's now Carol. It's Carol. Uh, yeah. And as Which soon as that just, happened, as soon as like they reveal that she's transgender, I was like, oh, right. I, I was like, guys, <laughs> I was like, guys, please be cool. Like, like I was just like, this is so you old. Just tense up. That th- I, I got so tense because this is fucking ten years old. This could go way fucking south. Uh, not really. I mean, as, particularly for the particularly sweet. for the time, they yeah. were like Byers was way supportive. He was mad at the brother because the brother wasn't at the time when she like had the the operation. I'm assuming she had an operation or whatever. Um, this is the first there was episode. very there wasn't any like there weren't, weren't really any shitty jokes yeah. made that much. Like it was just like 
it, it was handled way better than I was expecting it to. Agreed. Because I'm like, this is 2000 and what, four or whatever the fuck? Or 1990? Yeah, yeah. It no, it's 2001. 2000. Yeah. It's 2001 because it's uh, fucking September 11th. Uh, so I was like, oh, Jesus, like, this is going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I was like, I was kind of happy with the way they pulled that off. Uh, I completely agree. I actually took that note down. Was, this is like one of the more progressive episodes where they just come out and are cool with something that's different. And they, no one was, I agree with you, no one was shitty. I think like the closest they get to being shitty is Langley is like, I don't know, she's kind of hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a moment of tension, which is the uncomfortable part. And he's like, what? It's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, good work. Uh, The only one who's at all shitty is the brother. And he's the shit. He's the bad guy in the episode. So like, okay, he's yeah. uh, he is a shitty person. His whole thing is that he's like a he's a serial blackmailer, and he stumbles upon accidentally blackmailing a, an FBI agent who's undercover uh, because he sees that he the he sees him having like chat room affair affair like like cyber sex if that's even a term anymore. <laughs> I'm very old. He's, <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing him on an IRC channel, but like. <laughs> Uh, he fucking... He's mudding with his... Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But it turns out he's... So the woman that the guy thinks is his wife is his undercover partner, and he's actually having this affair with his wife. Yeah. His actual wife. His actual wife. Because he's he's not having an affair. He's, like, just, like, you know, having phone sex, essentially, while he's deep undercover. Uh, Which is... Which makes sense. It makes perfect sense, that move. Here's what I don't understand... Then you don't. There's no blackmail. Then, like, I don't get why. Like, well, he you so don't have a secret. He was saying that the, exactly. So I think what happened is they had to cover up his base. Like I, that was one of those weird things in this episode that it was like this is just dumb. It's contrived as hell. I mean, I liked it overall because it was better than some of the other writing we've seen. Nah. Um, I, I'm not a fan of this episode. I'm not saying that. I'm just yeah, saying for like, sure. that was a funny moment for me because it makes sense that he stumbles. He's a blackmailer who stumbles across right, right, right. what is not a blackmail situation. And now this FBI agent is like, all right, come with me. I'm going to have to take care of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they stage his death. I don't even know if they needed to do that. No, that was the weird part. They, he yeah, could have just yeah, disappeared. Just, he totally could have just disappeared. There's also a weird issue I have where – so they go to like – so, so Carol comes to them to help solve the brother's murder because she thinks the brother's been murdered. She doesn't realize yet that he ha- that he's okay. Uh, they go to his house where he's been like they make a point of saying he pays his rent in cash. I don't know why that matters. Uh, they find his computer, but it's all been wiped. But there's it's been backed up through a very long, like convoluted fucking yeah. way of that. Like they could have just been like, oh, we had a backup, but they had to do a thing where there's like they see a light in the in the air vent and there's an IR like an infrared backup thing going Which on is the it's dumbest not like just way filler and stupid yeah so stupid uh, I didn't even like half the time on these episodes I, I find myself going is that even possible yeah, and, then, yeah, 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 and this yeah. time I was like I don't even care yeah good <laughs> shit if it is or not is the, uh, that's the dumbest way you could do it but cool so she so they find his backup files and they have all and like the files are literally named like dirty business or something like it's so <laughs> it's so oh on the God. nose uh, Can I say this is one of the funniest things for me, like watching anything that has to do with hacking. Especially, yeah, yeah. I love that every hacker or computer genius takes the time to create this like nice, very straightforward graphic user interface. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. They click Nobody's using text, right? Yeah, There's no text. It's not a folder that says you know dirty pictures. It's like right. a really nice layout. Now, page yeah, 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 yeah. You can go through and select each individual, find out. Yeah, their there's history. thumbnails. They literally are like, oh, it's a ton of thumbnails. Uh huh. And it's all these files, oh, and it turns yeah. out that the the, ki- the the glasses that he was wearing have a camera in them because when he would go to make these like collect these payoffs from these people he's blackmailing, he wanted like backup evidence on them or something. Uh, I I still don't understand that. They're like it makes sense yeah. if a guy's blackmailing somebody that he would want to have some backup. 
No, yeah, he already has that. the backup. Like that's what blackmail is. I guess it's uh, security or I don't know what the fuck that was. So yeah, about. if only if it's not security, <laughs> it's just proof that they murdered you. Like it's not like that's gonna stop them from killing you. Yeah, it's just gonna I guess prove who did it. Uh, but hey, but here's what my problem is. So they they pull up one of the videos. This is before they realize he's been blackmailing people, and they pull up one of the videos, and they're like, it's no audio. It's just a guy kind of talking very sort of animatedly, uh, and then he. Pays, gives him an envelope. You see him. It's all POV because he's wearing glasses, and you see like him look at some cash. And it's like, oh, he just took a payoff. And then Carol, the sister's like, he's blackmailing these people. I have no idea how she knows. Like that's a huge leap to make. Yeah, having no information. Uh, and they're like, is that something he could do? And she was like, oh, he always wanted to know people's secrets. I just never thought he'd try to profit off of it. I'm like, well, you clearly must have thought at least a little bit that he would because you made a giant leap to the fact that he's blackmailing these people with zero evidence. Uh, yeah, they didn't show anything salacious at all. The video, the thumbnails the just, just showed him getting money. Handing an envelope and getting money—that's yeah. all it is. Uh, then there's a thing with the fucking. Uh, there's such a dumb gag. Like this, these shows can never just not have a stupid, unfunny gag that runs through it. So uh, this one is that the FBI agent has this dog that's like kind of a yappy dog, and yeah. he has the worst. Line. Oh, this line made me so mad. He's walking the dog. And uh, the wife is like, uh, "Your turn to pick up the dog shit or whatever for uh, for the rest of our lives." Because she's mad at him. I don't understand why she's mad at him. She's the yeah. fake wife, I and she's like, she keeps going like, "Cause you can't keep it in your pants." But like, we find out that he's not. It's his wife. He's fucking. You don't. There's. You're not. You're a fake wife. Why are you mad it? at his <laughs> yeah. infidelity with a real wife? It doesn't make any sense. But while they're so, this is the line that really pissed me off. They're walking and like she hands him the bag and it's like it's your turn or whatever. And he's like, "Ugh, this one makes with the brown play doh every ten <laughs> feet." Ugh. I wrote that the same br- line down. I was so mad. The brown play doh. Aren't you a grown up? Uh, and also, no, yeah, but you're supposed to be threatening. You're yeah, just buying yeah, yeah, illegal yeah, materials from it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns out to be like a, he's buying plutonium from that a Russian mobster or something. I, I really meant the point where I don't give a fuck at all about these stories, yeah. except for one of the episodes, which we'll get to in a minute. And it was really fucking good. Um, but yeah, I was so mad. Like, I, like that line pissed me off. And then also, like, if your dog is shitting every ten feet, take him to the doctor. Like, that's for real. Something's There's wrong, something with, wrong your with that dog. dog. <laughs> like, but then that dog is like, at one point, like they're hiding in the bu- the lone gunman are hiding in the bushes, watching this guy meet with Skinner, and uh, he like the dog is humping Langley's leg. The whole and like that, it goes on way too long. But at one point, like it happens. And Byers, I th- at first I thought the dog was biting his leg because Byers goes like. Ah! Like makes this weird noise and face, and I'm like, oh, is he getting bit? And I was like, no, he's getting hum- his dog's humming his leg, and I think he just came. Like I don't understand what that noise was. Yeah, it was so gross. Um, God, that whole scene was dumb. I'm like, that's not all right. Whatever, dog humping the leg gag. It's check, right? Like this is just another cheap hack writing thing you guys just added. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need something to spice this up. Uh, how about a dog humping a guy's leg? Fine. Uh, I was very excited when Skinner showed up. It made me very, very happy. So I was like, oh, cool, next Files crossover. There's not much to Skinner being in it, except for the fact that at one point... So basically, so what happens is the, the Russians take Carol hostage, and they have to figure out a way... Like, the, the lone government are trying to get her back, but the FBI doesn't want to go in because they have plutonium that they're trying to get from this guy. It's like, we can't mess up that operation. Uh, so Jimmy puts on a fucking 
Skinner disguise, puts the thing in his mouth that makes him sound like Skinner, and goes in as like pretending to be the FBI agent. So- we, I was watching this, and this is a scene where, like, immediately I knew what was going on, right? Sure. These guys are supposed to know, they're supposed to be into conspiracies and ideas, but they never catch on to the fact that Skinner, they've dealt with him before. Sure. And so they know what kind of person he is. He's right. scary and he's serious. Right. So you would think your first assumption would be, oh, this dude must be working for him. There's some under undercover thing going on no yeah, their yeah. first assumption is that he got bought off by the russians yeah 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 it <laughs> like, doesn't make any sense not no sense at all yeah None. for sure they are yeah they do assume that skinner's dirty for some reason for no reason and yeah, no reason at all exactly and that is true because they have dealt with skinner before and if there's one thing we know about skinner is he's a by the book fucking fbi yeah. agent oh that really is annoying so like so then of course they get the dog scene happens skinner catches them right. he arrests them sure because he should yeah they are interfering with a federal investigation and then what happens and this, this is what i thought was the most telling thing about this episode it set up the whole season i felt like was a reveal for this right. aside from the previous suggestion that they're part of one percent yeah. uh they i they they get arrested and then what does jimmy and eve do these are the only two people that have any common sense at all. Sure. Right? Instead of going, okay, well, maybe we misunderstood what was going on. They right. assume the worst. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit'll continue to fuck the situation up. Right. And if anything, all I, oh, the less, like, I feel like the less of this episode was uh, uh, your friends are who you can reveal yourself to. Yeah, can we? We haven't even addressed that part. Which was made no sense. There's this whole thing happening, and it opens, the episode opens with it, and then it goes, it comes back to it a couple times. Where Jimmy is like talking into a camera, yeah, like, he's having a confessional moment, but there's yeah. no, you have no idea why. He's yeah, it's a like like a vi- like I, I wrote exactly like that. It's like a like a reality show when someone has to go into like the confessional booth yeah. or whatever. It's shot like that, but to, in what universe? I don't even understand what that is. I don't either. It's so they weird. Expl- they don't explain it at all. And it co- yeah, it comes back multiple times, and I don't get. And it's not like. It's just like – it's not like that episode prior where the, they did the tango where it's just like weird arty opening that I thought was kind of at least weird enough to be interesting. Yeah. This just doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, and there's the other thing going on in this episode that, again, doesn't make any sense. It opens with – after they after the Memory Man thing, uh, Jimmy's car getting repossessed. And I guess I'm supposed to give a fuck, but I would if they had ever introduced the idea that he had a car once in the entire run of this fucking show. Okay, I tell you this, they do. Oh, I missed that. Early in like episode two, when they first, when he first comes to stay with them, or maybe episode three, when he first comes to stay with them, they show his car. Okay, but they also suggested that he was rich, and I assume the car was paid off. Yeah, so and I'm also just... like, but like he hasn't driven it once since. No, like he just always rides around in the van with them. Reappeared since. It then. hasn't seen that car, so like. I wasn't – it's not like, oh, his baby. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's like, – like, he was one of those car guys and he's, like, always, br- like, washing yeah. it or something. I'd be like, okay, at least there's something there. But I forgot he had a car entirely. <laughs> and then, like, they take his car away and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. Like, he doesn't use it. It's fine. Uh, and then at the end of the episode, they sell the story to, like, the Russian uh, news or whatever for – 4400 bucks and they pay off his fucking car and get his car back out of out of hawk or whatever uh but here's what happens after so so jimmy and uh eve fuck up everything of course they put jimmy in a fucking costume they send him in skinner you make him look like they make him look like skinner and uh, they have that thing that looks like a retainer that allows you to sound like anybody uh and but here's all right here's the thing with this show and you were talking earlier about like this a lot of times you're like is this tech even possible i don't care (laughs) Well, one, I don't care at all about the show or any of the people on it. But two, 
That's the progress we've made. <laughs> I've I've gone from liking these characters to hating these characters. <laughs> oh god! Uh, to I love a- it. Yeah, to actively wanting bad things to happen to these characters because they deserve it. But uh, I don't care if the tech is possible if you set up in your universe that it is possible. Right? That retainer thing that makes you sound like yeah, yeah. If that yeah. that retainer thing. It's the dumbest gag in the world. But they set it up early. Here's the thing. You put it in your mouth. It makes you sound like anybody you want, and then. That's it for the rest of the fucking show. They can do that anytime they want. I'm like, oh, it's that thing. Perfect. I yeah. I buy it. Uh, but when they do some shit where they have a, a a fucking laser beam backing up the computer and the fucking wall, I'm like, I don't what this is dumb tech, and I don't buy it. And it's possible. Like, right. that's how dumb the show is. I, I buy a voice modulating retainer <laughs> yeah. more than a computer backup because that's how poorly they are at writing the shit on this show. I honestly feel like they have some. They must have some tech consultants, and they've yeah. been paying these guys. And now this show has been canceled like they've been told the show's getting canceled yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. just trying to get as much use as they can <laughs> that's the only reason i get the only thing that makes sense reason. and also i haven't said this yet but it just popped in my head there is no reason the three of them should be broke if they invented a thing that you can put in your mouth and make you sound like anybody on the planet they should be billionaires, billionaires. Like, totally billionaires um so they they send skinner they send jimmy and his skinner to like i don't even know what he goes in, so like there's a oh, meeting. So there's a meeting yeah. going on with the Russian mob, the undercover FBI agent, and like one of the Russian mob's muscle. They've got like a thing. They're like, I didn't bring the plutonium, but I brought a small sample, and then they jab him with this thing. And they're like, I can shoot a pellet of plutonium into you. It's old KGB tech. You'll be dead before you leave the. You'll, like you'll you'll leave here a dead man. I mean, like you'll walk away, but you're already dead. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand what he was like. So then Skinner walks in. And he, I don't understand to what end. Like, what were they going to get out of Jimmy, of Skinner walking in there? He go, he walks in and he's like, oh, hey, guys, how's it going? You mind if I sit down? And he's like, hey, I've been killing people for you, you Russian <laughs> son of a bitch. And the Russian's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I just figured it out. Yeah. I, I just figured it out. Going so <laughs> Jimmy and Eve think that Skinner still, is working for the Russians. Yeah, which point. is what the guys originally thought. Right. Which is why we were like, that's the dumbest. You guys know who he is. This I is just fi- Okay, so setup. they send in Skinner assuming that when he gets there the Russians will know who he is right. because they think he's bad even though they've never seen Skinner interact with the Russians what? they just right. run with that <laughs> yeah 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 uh, which makes more sense it doesn't though so no like, no, it makes, no like, it makes zero sense but, I, but I'm getting it yeah. I'm getting what, what was happening first I was like I don't know I, I have no idea why he's at this meeting uh, he orders a Cuba Libre they say, we're out of fresh limes. Would you like a regular rum and coke? And he's like, uh, no. And then he goes, you know what? Matter of fact, I'll have a rum and coke. At which point, F- the whole FBI is already there. They're all undercover, and they turn on the, the fucking Russian guy. I have no idea how, like, was rum and coke supposed to be a safety word? Yeah, so Skinner Did tells they set him, that up early? No, he, like, right before this scene, Skinner meets with the informant guy and tells him that. He's uh, like, listen, you're gonna go in there, you're gonna give him the money, he's gonna, you have to get the product, right. and then we'll move in. Okay. And the guy's like, dude, they already, they're on to me, they got that Carol girl, is there, can yeah, we just, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like, no, we can't, and he's like, well, why don't you just wire, bug me? And he's like, they, they've got that infrared scanner, right, right, right. they'll see you coming. Right, like if we put that on you. So instead, I've got, I've got. He said, "A guy, yeah, 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 in the bar. You order a rum and coke. He'll send the signal that it something trouble's going down." Right, right, right. 
And at no point, like, I guess... But, but nobody told fucking dinner. Jimmy that. No, it was just Jimmy's accidental. the guy who said, oh, <laughs> fuck this show. There was I an know. accident it in this show. But the then why dumbest. did he Then why did he go, you know what, I'll just have a rum and coke. Like, he says it like that, like it's a signal. Oh, this fucking show stinks. Uh, so two, things I- ha- <laughs> two things about this that I actually enjoy. One... That rum and Coca-Cola song that plays afterwards. It's like yeah. a kind of like a Cuban whatever. And it's like, have a rum and Coca-Cola, whatever. I kind of like that song. Uh, and two, whoever the actor is playing Skinner oh, man. does a spot on Jimmy like that I really enjoyed. Really, in the like, van, it was like my in the favorite van, scene. Really, really good. Really and even like him. right after that incident, when he's like, oh, guy. Like he sees the lone gunman. He's like, oh, guys, whatever. Like, he, he does... Like, the physicality of that impression is really, really good, and I enjoyed that immensely. Uh, I hated everything else about this episode, uh, to the point where the CGI of them pulling oh. Skinner's <laughs> face off is so bad. The only time I caught it, because I remember you telling me last I remember episode, in the previous episodes, they've been great. Like, I, it's been like, really good. And I was really like, sincerely watched to be like, okay, this is supposed to be the only good thing they pull off. And yeah, it was so bad this it's episode. Ter- like, his face is like sideways on its uh, skull. It's really bad. It's really awful. Um, so I was going to say, the actual lesson I learned from this episode is uh, prolonged exposure to conspiracy theorists will make you also an idiot. <laughs> that's, yeah, and that's Jimmy, a fact. dumb now. That's a flat out fact. <laughs> Uh, this is episode 12. Now, I had a weird issue here. Okay. Where I was... Oh, we're moving on. Episode yeah, 12. We're, yeah, there, yeah. Do you have anything else you need to say about that God, previous no, piece of shit? Okay. So, the, the playlist on YouTube that I've been using... Oh, wait. Actually, I do have one thing. Okay, yeah. Please, please, please. <laughs> this is just the writing thing that annoyed me. It's yeah. like a scene where the Russian guy meets up with the informant, and uh-huh. he's like... What happened? You didn't have to kill someone in my bar in a terrible Russian accent. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, "Well, he was trying to blackmail me." And the guy's like, "And the Russian guy's like, oh, it's because you have a mistress." Yeah, yeah. And so the informant dude goes, uh, "How did you know?" And he goes, "It's okay. A man with a, a, a secret man is with someone a secret I can trust." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the informant just goes, "Yeah, I don't see where that logic comes from, but cool." Let's <laughs> Who says that? Who's he like, literally yeah, that doesn't make any me. sense, but all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just that that was that was I just that's I was laughing I forgot, for the long reason. I forgot about that. That is true. Anyway, and it was really dumb. Uh so the playlist that I was watching uh the videos on, like I like when I go to YouTube, there's like all you know what I mean, there's a playlist already made of these yeah. episodes. Had episodes twelve and thirteen mislabeled and out of order. So I watched episode thirteen first. Wait, which one's episode 13? Because I think I watched it the same way you did. Okay, because 12 should be Captain Toby, and That's... 13 should be uh, the one with Michael McKeon. Okay, so this is... So did you watch them backwards, too? I watched them backwards, too. Motherfucker! So I did the same, and I was so mad. Yeah, well, I think what actually happened is they aired them in that order. Because okay. I went... As soon as I watched episode 12, which it, in what it's all about Eve. Right, right, right. And then they've got and that it's... cliffhanger ending. Yeah. And then I went to episode 13, and it just starts out... Uh, yeah, ran. I was like, this I was... is... Because it ends as a... Because uh, episode 13, or all about Eve, is a part one, part two. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, okay, this should be... Oh, it's like a two-parter. That's how they end the series. And it's like a good... I actually like that first. That's like the one episode I liked. Uh, I was like, oh, this is a good way to end the series. Uh, then the episode I was 13, I watched too. 13, and it's like... A fucking just a it opens with like Langley as a kid watching TV or like getting pecked by chickens. Weird opening. Uh, and I was like, what the fuck's happening? I when I I went to the Wikipedia page and it does say that episode All About Eve aired, Captain Stevie aired, and then All About Eve. 
Oh, really? Because yeah. I went to some fan site, and everyone on the fan site said the opposite. Oh, okay. Like, they aired it in this order. Oh. They aired all about Eve before they aired. That's the, Even though they should have done it the opposite way, right. Fox just did it that way. Oh, and maybe just weird. that they canceled the show yeah, yeah, and, and then still had that one fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the can and that's just put it weird. out. weird. But whatever. Uh, I say we do Captain Stevie and then end okay. on the McKee. As long as so. we hand... Uh, yeah, let's do that. I okay. agree with you. Uh, it makes a little bit more sense that way. Captain Steve, uh, Captain Toby, rather, was episode, I guess we're going to call 12. Uh, one of the worst episodes of this show. Agreed. It was such a shit show. It's so boring. At one point, I'm at episode, I'm at minute 20, because I paused it to see how far in it was, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and in the way of like, I don't even know, like, main characters, I'm like, I don't even know who she is. I was so not focused watching this episode because it sucked so bad I, that I just had no, I was like, uh, what? Who? Wait a minute. There's a kid, there's a, TV, a kid show host that, to- that Langley likes and then spies. And what? Like, I was yeah. so lost. I, told, I I had the exact same experience. In fact, I texted you in the middle of this episode. I was like, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I got I that nothing. thing. And I was like, yeah, my notes on this episode are pretty shitty. So we can probably get through this one relatively quick. Yeah, and then let's we'll do get, it. We'll get dumb, into the next it's one. just another dumb episode it's that makes so no sense. Dumb. Like, this is just a PI show now. Like, they're just... Yeah. They're just detectives solving shitty I, murders. I feel like what happened was the writers felt obligated to do a Langley back, like a Langley, a ba- Langley backstory episode. for yeah. sure, because for sure. Uh, well, they had a buyers one that kind of opened early, and they did like a little. I see it's shitty because they one episode, the car episode. I like you get a little bit of them as kids, and I'm like, oh okay, that's fine. I'll watch that. That was probably the only episode I genuinely really liked was yeah. that car episode. Uh, so he likes this opens with Langley, and he's on a farm because he grew up on a farm. They established that early. And uh, and they got the same kid. Kudos for at least nailing that for sure. <laughs> I guarantee you, they shot it on the same day. I, they promised you. They're like I they're not they. going back to that set a second time. <laughs> um, and uh, he talks about how like he had his TV and he had three channels, and every day he would watch his friends and like his friends were like, like Bozo the Clown or whatever. And his, his absolute favorite was Captain Toby, uh, who was like a it's like a Captain Kangaroo knockoff kind of a character. Um, we find out this episode. There's like they they open they're they're reading the news. It opens with a terrible chase and a terrible fight. There's yeah. like a woman and she fights with some guy in a suit in a parking garage of a mall. And uh, he she shoots a dart at him and kills him. Uh, and I wrote down here like when did America figure out how to shoot martial arts sequences? Because like that was the shittiest. Like two spin, two of the same spin kick shown twice fight sequence, and there's a point where like after like American Idol, if you watch like Daredevil or whatever, they can make really good martial arts sequences. Just was pre that. <laughs> like, well, I'm going to say this. I agree with you, but I think that it was just must have been a budgeting thing because yeah. the Matrix was in '99. True enough, and that's when they really yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. nailed the kung fu thing. Yeah, that makes in sense. American cinema. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That makes that, sense. This girl, the spin kicks were awesome, but it was such a poorly, yeah, completely yeah, 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 great yeah. choreographed fight. Just yeah. awful. Um, and here's the other part of it, like. So she kills this guy in the garage. They are then reading the news, and buyers and I let, Jimmy's like, "Oh, you read all these newspapers? There's stacks, giant fucking two foot high stacks of newspapers that they apparently read every day." Uh, which reading if that was between the lines, yeah, their uh, thing is like you got to read between the lines of these stories to figure out what the stories the media doesn't want you to know. Which one? That's not how the news works. Makes them sound as crazy as possible. Yeah, they look like cra- they look like hoarders. And secondly, if they read all of those newspapers every day, it would be the only thing they did. It would be twenty four <laughs> hours of reading. There is 
I'm, there's like 300 newspapers. Like it's insane how much reading they're doing every day. Um, through this reading between the lines, they find these two sh- uh, stagehands on this TV set have both died of heart attacks, and it turns out they died at the exact same time in the same day in the same mall of heart attacks. And I'm like, well, that sounds shady to me. Uh, so they go there, and it turns out to be the Captain Toby set. Like they're bringing Captain Toby back or something. I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on here. I really couldn't. Yeah, I have no like. So I figured just, it out by the end, and it's boring and dumb. Can we but, just skip to the end? Because I really like. I, I don't have anything much to say. There's a the couple things I want to say okay. real quick, and then we can totally skip around. Uh, so the 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 story of this episode is that there is a spy. That the woman who we see in the beginning of the episode doing terrible karate is a CIA agent, but she's a traitor, and she's giving secrets to the Chinese, and she's doing it through the broadcast of the Captain Toby show. There's a seat, there's a part on the Captain Toby show where there's this port, the magic porthole, and every episode there's a message there, and hidden in that message is the secrets she's transmitting. You have to wear these certain glasses to see the writing. Here's what I could not figure out. Right. How is she affiliated with the show in she, any way? She's just at the mall. She's apparently well for starters. Apparently, the show shoots at the mall. I don't understand <laughs> it, but uh, apparently that's where the TV studio is. I'm not kidding because she's she's like the, the whole thing is there's a guy in a hot dog suit. This fucking episode stinks. There's a guy in a hot dog suit that tells the lone gunman she's dead. He sees this woman there. He sees this woman every day because she's like she's hot and he notices her while he's walking around in this hot dog suit. Uh, she. <laughs> She is just at the mall and somehow is able to sneak onto the set, I guess, and put. They don't ever explain that part. Uh, the two people that died of heart attacks were FBI agents that were trying to find out who the selling these secrets are, and they think it's Captain Toby. They set she sets Captain Toby up to make it look like it's him that's a spy when the whole time it's her, and she they, he has a Chinese wife, and that's all it takes. That's all the evidence is. Like he has a Chinese wife, got to be guilty. Um, but it's played like a reveal when they show that she's the traitor. Yeah. But she's the one killing the people. We know from the first scene that she's the... It, 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 but they play it like, oh, we figured it out. It's her. We all knew it was her from the fucking episode. They never uh, explain why the stagehands were chasing her. Like, they never... They were FBI them. agents undercover. I don't know well, why they I mean, were... They like, don't explain why, why they were chasing her in that opening yeah. sequence at all. They're like, sure. so if, if Captain Toby is the double agent, then why did the FBI guys come in? Because they're also yeah, yeah. apparently double agents. Did they right. work for him? Did he set them onto her? No one ever takes the time to ask any of these questions. <laughs> Nobody knows shit. No one cares. These idiots just stumble into everything. They find the dart on the on the the at the murder scene, and <laughs> fucking... Uh, uh, Frohickey sticks himself with it accidentally, and he's like, "Quick, you got to suck out the poison!" And I was so shocked that it wasn't in his butt. Like I really right. was shocked <laughs> right. that it wasn't. And like he Jimmy has to suck, suck the poison out of his chest. Yeah, it's weird. But like I was this, shocked he didn't sit on that dart because <laughs> that's exactly what this show's fucking. It'd be the. I'll, I'm going to say this. This is how much I don't trust these writers. I feel like they got their butt gag in, and their butt gag was the magical porthole. Yeah, fair that enough. I'll buy that. Uh, there's two things I want to say about this episode, and there I'll get through it pretty quick. One, the the Captain Toby show itself, they're like revamping it from like to make it modern. And there's this shitty director who keeps t- like, well, he used to live on a tugboat, but now we've got him in a nuclear power submarine. 
Why? 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 Kids don't like that's what the kids want. No, they don't. They don't give a shit. Couldn't care less about nuclear powered submarines. Right. Having me on a tugboat. It's a magical fucking kid show. <laughs> no one cares. But he is very fucking. I legitimately was like siding with Captain Toby. I was genuinely angry at this guy's suggestions. And I'm like, why? Do why do I give a shit? I was yeah. but I was legit mad. They're telling him like you can't have like he he has a pipe that blows bubbles. And the guy's like, well, it might imply that you smoke tobacco and it's bad for kids. And he's like, I, it's bubbles. There's bubbles. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking bubbles, you idiot. I was so mad at this guy. Uh, he died and I was very happy. She eventually kills him. <laughs> um, so that shit annoyed me about like them trying to make this kid show that doesn't make any sense. There's a moment, though, that I really enjoy. Uh, so Captain Toby gets uh, arrested because they've set him right. up to be a spy. <clears throat> and the director and there's a guy who is a puppeteer of this crab that's a character on the show. Uh, are sitting there drinking, and I, at one point I wrote, I literally, I wrote down, I like how drunk that crab is as a fucking. It's like yeah. the one positive of this episode because he's like sitting there with the crab still talking, and he's like, ah, it's fucking just hammered. I don't know why it made me laugh, but it genuinely, genuinely made me laugh. Um, there's just so many parts of this that are just full of stupid, shitty tropes. Like she eventually she catches can we talk about what in the middle of the show by the way like another just the lone what their now their signature move is yeah the cia storms in and is like we're here to arrest captain toby they find evidence right. and then they're holding a thing that's technically evidence I, yeah 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 they're, they're keeping and back just pockets it yeah, 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 yeah. to what end right why would you do that yeah yeah it doesn't make because at that point they think he's guilty they're like yeah. we've got him we had him wrong we i can't believe we were wrong about they're gonna this guy. let this dude sell state secrets so they can get the story out first yeah yeah it doesn't make any fucking sense um there's a moment where she like uh the spy catches so so they jimmy and eve basically figure out how she's doing uh, kind of she's like they're like no it's got to be the magic porthole it's the only thing that like nobody else knows they go to like the print shop to pick up the new apparently the at the mall is the print shop that makes the the sets for this fucking show it's terrible so but they go and get the thing and then the spy shows up behind them while they're looking at this one it's like a teddy bear or whatever and then she's like try it with these glasses and they look with the glasses and they see the fucking right like that chinese characters that's obviously the message she's holding them with the spike and she's like with the the dart gun that comes out of her wrist and she's like come quietly because they're in the like a store in the mall no yeah You're going to kill me anyway. Why on earth would I come quietly? That is the dumbest thing. And they're like, of course, let me go walk up to the roof with her to make her job easier, I guess. It made me so mad. Um, At which point, Jimmy does something that I completely missed. Uh, He dives in front of the dart. dart. Okay, but then why doesn't he die? Because he he tells her, he says, Eve, you got to suck the poison out or whatever. And she's like, I think Frohiki owes you one. Oh, he – so earlier in that room where he like – he's – this is the only thing I actually enjoyed is when he was – and only because I love In the hot dog cartoons. suit. Yeah, when he's in the hot dog suit and he's like trying to chase her around the mall. Yeah, and he fell well, off he the falls thing. Out, he gets a, a big pack on his ribs because he cracked one. Oh, uh, so the, the dart, dart stuck in that. that and didn't yeah. go in. Okay, fair enough. I missed that part. I, he, fell, he fell like three stories off the, the balcony of this mall onto some donuts and apparently that broke his fall enough that he's not dead. Um, and then like – so that happens, and then the FBI, like, I don't even know what happens to her. I've kind of stopped paying attention. Like, she... I don't know. They just kick her in the face. Yeah. I don't know what happens. I don't know if they called anybody. I yeah, because, like, what's going on at the other time is Captain Toby is having a, a TV, is, like, doing one last episode of Captain Toby, 
uh, and he's have he has the news there as the studio audience, and he's talking about some horse shit that no one cares about. Uh, and I guess I don't even know. I literally don't know. I stopped paying attention. I literally don't know how the episode ends. The uh, oh, so I was going to say there's one moment, and I thought it was entertaining that he's torturing these newspaper reporters yeah, on the yeah, show. Yeah. And he has one moment that's super progressive, where he's like, "It's a country where everyone can live free and marry whoever they want." <laughs> like, nice life, nice good, little slide in there. Good work, Captain Toby. Yeah. And yeah. then I guess what they did is they turned into CIA girl, but they were too busy trying to tell us the Langley moral to really right. wrap it up well. So, yeah, yeah. Fuck it. I and the Langley moral is something about like your friends. Your childhood. close friend, yeah. Um, who the fuck knows? Uh, it, was, it was boring, and who cares? Episode thirteen, I genuinely liked. Episode thirteen slash twelve slash twelve. Who Eve. the fuck knows? Uh, <clears throat> all about Eve. I genuinely liked this episode. I'm gonna say I genuinely liked Michael McKern. Michael McKean's great. Oh, McKean, sorry, he's the fucking best thing. He's fantastic in this episode. He. This is another X Files crossover because he was in X Files. He, that character is from the X Files. X Files uh, yeah. season six or whatever. I think it's called like Dreamland. I think was the name of it. It's like a two parter. Uh, he's works for the Men in Black. The, in the X Files, the episode is that him and, and uh, Mulder switch bodies. Oh, okay. Um, some UFO shit or whatever. But so so he's one of the Men in Black. I love everything he does in this episode. Oh my god, dude! Agreed. The everything. F- this is proof. Like I was watching this episode, actually laughing at him and going, yeah. "This is proof that if you hire talented people, the show might have worked." Right. Because uh-huh. every line, it's like they have a different writer for him. I almost feel like he's writing it himself. He like, must have been because right? it's night and day how much the better it is than everything gold. else. Everything <laughs> he says is gold. And they're just so silly. At one point, like Jimmy says something dumb and brought, and he's like, "Why do you keep this guy around? Got a lot of jars you need opening." <laughs> Shit like that. Just really just makes me laugh the whole time oh my god when langley got the blue face every line he delivers yeah what did he say to him he's like hey you know if you did like he gets he gets <laughs> yeah. blue paint sprayed in his face so his whole face is blue and then mckeon's like you know if you didn't wear so much makeup the boys might not treat you like a tramp <laughs> like just so fucking silly my favorite line of the whole series it yeah yeah, me, yeah it's fantastic it's he so uh, fucking good so it opens with him and i this is what i love about his character he's in a bar hitting on some chick and he is flat out like yeah, I'm in the Men in Black, the Hun aliens. <laughs> like he don't give a shit about state secrets or nothing. He's just trying to get some puss. <laughs> and if that is, if that means exposing the the Men in Black exist, it's fine with it. He's like, you, oh, you ever see that movie Men in Black? Well, they uh, modeled the uh, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. Jones character after that me, uh, loosely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so he gets it start like there's a UFO shows up and he gets like taken aboard. And then there's this alien, and the second they reveal the alien, I'm like, oh, this is the lone gunman. Like, there's yeah. no way this is just, that's, that is Fro Hickey in a costume. Because, it, and it doesn't look like him at all, but it just looks like a terrible costume. Uh, and it turns out that they've drugged him, and they're like, they basically like, like threaten to probe him until he gives up some secrets about something. It doesn't matter, some alien secrets. Um, and uh, they get a, they go like, oh, we did it. I can't believe it was awesome. It worked or whatever. And they immediately are caught by those guys, by him and like a thousand agents. And they're just like – and I, I really enjoy him going like, ah, shoot him in the head. I got to go. And then they're like, what? And like for a second, I was like, fuck, they're going to kill these guys. And he's like, ah, I'm just kidding. Like oh, fucking – his But he like – there, like everything he does is great. And I, oh, but man. the story is a bit convoluted and doesn't really make a whole ton of sense. 
there's it's it, it makes more sense than most of these episodes. I could follow it. This was the, this was an interesting interesting episode for me because it was like he openly admits he's men in black. He openly right. admits there's secrets that are. Uh, the episode does take kind of a weird turn. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm but like, I was oh, still shit, able to follow is, it. For like, real. like these that, guys that last that, that Captain Toby episode, I was lost. And I still yeah, yeah, yeah. like until you and told me how it ended. I just didn't even. know. The story just goes a weird direction. It does. It was this was a little convoluted. He he carries this whole the whole thing. Which I'm just gonna brag about how much I enjoyed watching him. Yeah, for sure. Loved him in this episode. He's fantastic, um, <clears throat> but so so it turns out that e so they got turned on to him by some anonymous email, uh, and they traced that back to a group called Romeo sixty one or something like that. And there's a, a, and Michael McKeon tells them that it's like the boogeyman for fucking spies. Like they kill, they do whatever. No one knows where they are. They're somewhere in the government. No one knows who they are. And I'm like, oh, all this shit's pretty fucking awesome. Um, they they track that email back to Romeo sixty one because the fucking hacker guy that they bring in sometimes when they need a hacker, even though they're all fucking hackers, I, uh, um, or whatever his name is, he's a, a, just a terrible actor character. Uh, he says the grossest thing in all thirteen episodes, even grosser than Brown Plato. He says, "You guys woke me out of a great dream, and oh. I don't mean a dry one." Ew. Can we address the fact that you're a 30-something-year-old man and you're having wet dreams? Gross. And you're telling people about it? That's just gross. I... It's just, just it bummed me out. Like they... it bothered. Me. I was like, "Why are you making this character so vehemently unlikable?" Like, this what's is how the they point? View hackers, I'm assuming. So gross. Also, I'm going to take this on a weird tangent. Never had a wet dream. Actually, and I, neither I, I think it's because I was just jerking off early, so the, <laughs> so the tanks were empty. You know what I mean? I, I, as from what I understand, this a wet a, dream is be because too much TMI for everybody. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> wet dreams are like you, you backed up in a fucking whatever during the night. It's got to go somewhere. I, I, that wasn't an issue. I was never backed up. I, I'm assuming. That's I have I the same theory. I, I'm the same. I yeah. never had a wet dream. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. I mean, I would, I would clearly admit to it I if I had. It's not it was a, a made up thing that people just like for comic for TV effect. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, weird tangent, yeah, anyway, weird tangent, but it is what it is. Uh, McKean's back in the hotel, hitting on more broads. Oh I just, God, just cracking me up. My Amelia wrote down. Apparently, there's not much going on, not alien activity going on in the universe because he's just trying to get laid every night. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's all he cares about. Uh, and I, this scene made me laugh because he, uh, so he, he, like his whole thing is like he, he brags about being the Men in Black, and then he's like, "How about we take this to a, somewhere more quiet to get him back into the hotel?" The first time it doesn't work because he drops his wedding wedding ring as he's reaching for. Uh, this time she goes up to the hotel, and fucking Frohickey's there in a bathrobe <laughs> with three, and the guy like they're looking, and Michael McKean's like, "Oh, they got the champagne, but they forgot the glasses." And then Frohickey walks out with three glasses, and he's like, "Oh, what a tasty morsel you brought me." <laughs> I laughed so hard at Frohickey's delivery on that because it was so creepy. Like his like eyes and his like his like licking his lips. It was so fucking perfect. Oh, um, God. And then she's like, "That's not my scene," or whatever, and leaves. Um, Which leads to like a great line: "We can help because we're journalists." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he starts laughing, and I love his response: "Like killing? I didn't kill you because you're like you'd be like killing a staff writer's Mad Magazine." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love that he shits on him the whole time. For sure. Uh, so it turns out that he ha- he's like, so Romeo 61 has all the secrets to everything. They know who killed Kennedy, blah, blah, blah. And if we can track them down, he needs their help because he had some computer disk that got stolen. And it turns out Eve is the one who stole it. Uh, 
And this whole episode, it's like Eve might be Romeo 61 because uh, everyone's telling him, like, drop the story. It's too dangerous. She's telling him to drop the story. And then Michael McKean's like, of course she wants you to drop the story. She's the end of the story. They're going to find out it's her. And it's, it's clearly not her, but that's what they – the whole episode works that way. And Jimmy is, like, mad at them because he's, like – he's on Eve's side and, like, why don't you trust Eve? There's a gross moment where, like, they go – they trace her back to a hotel room that they had – that she had. And they're going through her stuff, and they like go through her, and like Frohicky's going through her underwear. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm just doing my job a little too well." Like you're like you're like going through individual underwear. You just have to dump out the drawer. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. Are worried about her? Exactly. That uh, that like I was enjoying it, but that whole montage of them finding her, and it's like music. It's like set to music, and they're just going from one location to the next location. The next location it was way too long and way too boring. They could have gotten that through one scene of like, "Oh, we've got we've traced her email to blah blah blah." That's all it would have taken, but they. Had to take just, a ten minute fucking montage. What amused me is like this is the last episode of the season, and it's the first time we've seen them be proficient at what they. Yeah, 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 a hundred percent. It's the first time they're good at anything. Uh, is finding her, and it turns out not good. You've been tricked. It, you didn't like they. Uh, eventually, Jimmy tells her that like, we followed you to this uh, to your hotel room, and she's like, I never had a hotel room, and that I don't understand. They like. She said in that hotel. Right. No, I get that she didn't have a hotel room. That, that, that's fine. I understand that. What I mean to say is what did the – whoever is leading them – because we – spoiler alert. This episode ends as a first half of a two-parter and the second half never airs because the fucking show gets canceled, which is the perfect way for this right. show to end. <laughs> fucking unfinished and poorly thought out. Um, uh, so I don't really know who's setting them up. Uh, but somebody sets them up. To think that that's E's hotel room, to what end? So, like, just to, to distract them? I don't even understand. I okay, this is a wild guess. Yeah, I yeah. honestly am on the same same boat as you because yeah. I was like, I don't fucking. This is a weird, tenuous line. I think what so Eve stole a disc from that from, from Mike McKeon, McKeon yeah. and his that disc shows him doing brainwashing experiments on people. That then go out in the world thinking that they've been abducted, right? And she was going to turn that disc over, over to Mulder, Mulder right? Who's, then who's briefly could, in this, very, very briefly, briefly in this like episode, just small, like literally very, a minute, yeah, 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 and it's a little sad because you're like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah I got the whole time I was super together. excited, and then eh, not no. great, uh, I, I guess, but a little funny interaction. His interaction with Jimmy was pretty funny, yeah, was honestly. Pretty yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I, with talent, Jimmy shows had a, up on screen. Jimmy had a good line where he's like, "Oh, you're the guy that you know, it's like it's like you're the one that the you're the FBI agent the guys are always solving crimes <laughs> for." Like, I love the idea that the, the three of them are telling him all the time how they're always saving Mulder's ass. Um, uh, and then, so I guess it would have helped Mulder cross these people off of his list in his search for extraterrestrials. Right, right, right. Uh, but and that's what Eve. Yeah, Eve was going to turn the disc yeah. over to to Mulder. I, and I, so I think the whole idea is they took the lone gunman hostage to force her hand into giving the disc back to them because she cares for them. Okay, but they could have just—they could have just done that as opposed to doing it in a way where he has to ride around with them for three days and then trick them to breaking into this facility where he's already waiting for them inside, which was real dumb, by the way, because like yeah. I, I don't even understand why. Like he's in the van with them. They break into the facility. Once they get into this, into this locked safe vault room, he's in that room. I don't know how he was supposed to have gotten in there um, with a bunch of agents, and they take him and really. And Jimmy and her are gonna fucking break in. 
Uh, well, Jimmy, it is like a noble Jimmy moment where he's like, uh, all right, all these people are looking for you, not me. So you figure out how to get the door open and I'll go in myself. And she tranks him and like, tells the fucking creepy hacker guy to take him home and she's going to go in to save the guys. Uh, I don't understand. Like, it just seems like a very convoluted way. Uh, and it's a kind of unfair to judge the episode because we don't know how it's going to turn out. So maybe this stuff would have made sense somewhere down the line. I don't, um, I don't think it, it would. In fact, I mean, we have 12 episodes of evidence to prove yeah. that it probably would not make sense because nothing has. I, I will say that the, everyone online was saying that this was the first half to the like, next episode, the opening episode of season nine of X-Files, which I'm like, all right, maybe I'll go back and watch. Like, this shows them a, a moment in Blueface. Ah, uh, okay. And then eventually leads to the Jump the Shark episode. Okay. Well, I might have to go back I don't know and if that's that. true. That's just what I found. Because I was wondering the same thing. I was like, what the fuck? What the? Cause that might I, be a fun... Do you want to do a bonus episode where we watch the fucking... Watch, watch that X-Files episode? Yeah, I'll see? be done with that. Dope. We'll do that okay. too. So next... Uh, somewhere in this week, we'll sneak in a bonus episode of, of how that plays out. Um, yeah, so they... they go, I did like that gag too. Uh, they... Uh, there's like face recognition software on this uh, computer, and that's like they can't figure out how to get past it. But Jimmy has gotten, but uh, Langley has gotten sprayed with blue paint when they're searching this hotel room, uh, and they realize, oh well, the computer can actually see colors, so it just sees these points of recognition. So if we blue face out everyone's face, so it just sees nothing, we can just put dots that we match like from the people in the files folder and we can sneak in so the three of them have to like paint their faces blue and it's a real dumb visual but it works because they're like super decked out in like black fucking spec ops gear you know what i mean yeah fucking flak fests and whatever and then just have bright blue faces with dots on them it's a funny visual um, Actually, I'd, uh, I liked uh, that scene because I just kept thinking, this is the first time they've dressed him as Smurfs, and it's pretty. It, it's working. It's working. <laughs> they should do that on a regular. Plus, all the lines that McKean says to them is so great. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Bite me, and he's like, you taste like blueberry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so just like, great. yeah, he keeps like, he starts doing like uh, Braveheart impressions at him. He just keeps like nonstop <laughs> fucking with him. He is fantastic in this episode. Uh, Vince Gilligan wrote this episode, so I probably that probably helps a little bit too. Yeah. Um, there really isn't too much more to say. Like, no. as much as I enjoyed it, I think I like you said I mostly enjoyed it because of how good Michael McKeon is. But also, there is something to say that this episode felt like there were real stakes. Like, stuff was like we're dealing with a government conspiracy. Their lives are in danger. There's real stakes involved, which, we, as we've said the whole time, has been what the show has been lacking every episode. There was actual levity in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, like there was real good. Laughs. Like, the humor works, uh, but there's also enough of a serious tone that I was, like, vested. I was like, oh, I want to know. I want to make what's sure gonna... they get out. I want to see what's going to happen. Like, yeah. it worked. Uh, and in, in true Lone Gunman fashion, the fucking show's canceled. <laughs> it's the perfect way for this dumb show to end. To uh, be continued. And yet not. And yet not. <laughs> Uh, that being said, I guess we'll do a bonus episode for yeah, the other one. Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, I'm performing in Dallas on December 26th. If anyone's around, come out to High nice. to to Mockingbird. Uh, I will be at the Stand Up Empire uh, taping, recording, or taping a pilot or something. I, it's an episode. It looks like PBS. it's going to be a fun show, but it's taping a pilot for a PBS stand-up yeah. show, I guess, for in Austin. So if you're around on Sunday, come to that. I think it's like 6 o'clock, but you can Google it and find out. Uh, I am at uh, uh, the fucking, where am I? I am at uh, 
I'll be in Los Angeles taping at midnight the first week of January. So watch out for that. And then I'm at San Francisco Sketch Fest, January 22nd and 23rd at the Punchline. And I am at Riot Fest LA on the Comics to Watch Showcase uh, the following weekend in Los Angeles on the 31st. So come to that. Uh, if you like our show, you know, go to iTunes and rate it or something or review it. It'd be cool. Like, it would just be, just be cool. Uh, that being said, I think we're done. Yeah, thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure. Give it up for Bob. Give it up for Bob because Ravi. <laughs> Give it up, Chris. <laughs> yeah, see you guys. Bye.